Let me join Brad in thanking you, Karen, and your siblings uh, for a wonderful gift of music. Uh, I'm especially excited that there are two doxologies done very differently, but are timeless and without season, so we can use these at any time, and that's wonderful. You know, Karen, I didn't know your mom and dad, but I feel like over the last couple weeks just talking with folks who did, I've come to know them and uh, appreciate so much your gift to us. And I'm reminded of that passage in Hebrews chapter 12. We are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. So thank you so much. All right, here goes. So if I say WKRP in Cincinnati, Thanksgiving, do you know what I'm talking about? Just a show of hands. Uh, I don't need to go on with this story then. WKRP in Cincinnati was a sitcom in the late 70s and early 80s. I think the first season was 1978. It was about a radio station in Cincinnati that decided to move from an easy listening format to rock and roll. The show was just about the silliness that transpired at the station. In the first season, there was an episode entitled Turkeys Away. It aired on November 22nd. And the episode, it turns out, is based on real, event, real events that happened to a radio station in Atlanta. When you think about that and know the story, it's pretty hilarious or sad. <clears throat> Arthur Carlson, the older, less-than-hip station manager, is feeling somewhat left out and doesn't know what to do with himself as all these young whippersnappers have come to the station to put their rock and roll stamp on things. Mr. Carlson is feeling irrelevant. And in an attempt to help him regain relevance, Mr. Carlson sets up a special promotion <laughs> without telling the younger employees of his plan. Now I'll clue you in, before we get there, Mr. Carlson has decided to do a huge turkey giveaway on Thanksgiving Day. Sounds like the best idea ever. But all the employees know is that the station is planning a remote broadcast from the Pinedale Shopping Mall on Thanksgiving Day. The day arrives, and the station's news uh, director, Les Nessman, is at the mall. Everyone else is back at the station except for Mr. Carlson, who we learn later is in a helicopter. The scene begins with the camera on Les as he is doing his remote with microphone in hand. The camera never moves from Les's face throughout the scene. As he says, I'm here with hundreds of people who have gathered to witness what has been described as the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few minutes there are going to be a lot of happy people out there. I think I, I think I hear something now. Uh, the crowd is moving out into the parking lot. And, oh, oh yes, I see it now. It's, it's, it's a helicopter, and it's coming this way. Andy Travis, the station manager back at the station, expresses surprise. A helicopter? Back to less. It's flying something behind it. 
and I can't make it out. It's, it's a large banner that says, Happy Thanksgiving from WKRP. What a sight, ladies and gentlemen. What a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking lot now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No. Something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's a dark object, perhaps a skydiver, plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. There's another, and another. No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but oh my, they're turkeys. Les's voice becomes shrill. Oh no. Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of our eyes. One just went through the windshield of a parked car. This is terrible. Everyone's running around pushing each other. Oh, my goodness. Oh, the humanity. People are running around. The turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. Folks, I don't know how much longer. The crowd is running for their lives. Children are searching for their mothers. And oh, not since the Hindenburg tragedy has there been anything like this. I don't know how much longer I can hold my position here, Johnny. The crowd, and then there's silence. Johnny Fever, a DJ back at the station, asks over the air, Les, Les, are you there? Les isn't there. Thanks for that on-the-spot report, Les. For those of you who have just turned in, the Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkeys. Film at 11. In the next scene... Everybody has returned to the station. Mr. Carlson, in torn clothes and feathers sticking out of his thinning hair, meanders as if in a daze into his office. Les Nessman stumbles into the room, looking the worse for wear. Venus Flytrap, another DJ, asks, Les, are you okay? Les replies, I don't know, man. A man and his two children, they tried to kill me. After the turkeys hit the pavement, the crowd kind of scattered, but some of them tried to attack me. I tried to jam myself into a phone booth, and then Mr. Carlson had the helicopter land in the middle of the parking lot. I guess he thought I could say he could save the day by turning the rest of the turkeys loose. It gets pretty strange after that. Hear that line? It gets pretty strange after that. I really don't know how to describe it. It was like the turkeys mounted a counterattack. It was almost as if they were organized. As the episode concludes, Mr. Carlson shuffles out of his office, befuddled and discombobulated, to say, as God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Perhaps the funniest half hour on television ever. All due respect to turkeys, but it was so funny. But let's dig into this turkey tragedy a little, shall we? What was Arthur Carlson thinking, besides that domesticated turkeys can fly? What was at the core of his poor decision-making? This calamity, this mess, this carnage grew out of Mr. Carlson's feelings of ineptitude. He felt underappreciated and underused and felt like he was losing control of his station. 
So he decided to make a great big splash. Oops, and not the beautiful kind. So here's my question for you. Have you ever done something really stupid, thinking you were making a point? You don't need to share things, but have you ever done something really stupid, thinking you were making a point? Have you ever, while trying to show off a little, done something that completely and totally backfired? Anybody? Have you ever acted without much forethought because you were too focused on proving something to somebody? You know, when I was in high school, I wanted long hair. And uh, it was my goal to have Mark Farner hair. Does anybody know who I mean when I say Mark Farner? guitarist for Grand Funk Railroad. His hair went down to uh, perhaps his butt, uh, and it was beautiful. That was the hair I wanted. My mom didn't want me to have that kind of hair, and it seemed to me that she was always bugging me to get my hair cut. And one day, really frustrated at my mom's insistence that I get that haircut, I went to the barbershop to prove a point. I was steaming. I told the barber to cut it really short. Here's what I thought to myself, because I have no brain. I thought to myself, this will show her. She will see how bad this looks and quit bugging me, and the next thing I know, I'll have Mark Farner hair. With my new ridiculously short haircut, I returned home only to hear my mom go on and on and on about how good my hair looked. I tried to prove a point, and it only backfired. In the, the well-known passage read this morning, Paul writes this really interesting sentence. Do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Now, there is so much to unpack in this little sentence, but I thought I would just highlight one simple thought about renewing your mind. To renew your mind is to learn to think differently, to understand differently, to approach life differently, to experience the world differently. And I think if we were to be honest, we would have to admit that sometimes the motivations behind our actions are the need to make a point, or the thirst to get revenge, or the desire for personal success, or the hope to show up somebody, somebody in particular, or the need to prove that we are somebody, or the yearning to prove that we are better than others. And these motives, quite honestly, come from a pretty unhealthy place. But to renew our minds is to shift motivations and therefore shift our actions. Rather than revenge, we act out of mercy. Rather than success, we act out of faithfulness. Rather than showing others up, we act to lift others up. Rather than prove we are somebody, we act in ways that include everybody. 
Rather than prove we are better than others, we act in ways that embrace the divine spark in others. This is the way the renewed mind acts. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Amen.